Hey there, I bet you're ready for another study tip. I'm running out, um, however, I do have one for you. Learn the material and teach someone else. Uh, that's what I'm doing here with the podcast, and it's helping me understand the material in ways I never thought I could. I believe it's because I have to break down the material even further and fully understand what I'm talking about before I can present it, and it's working for me. Um, in this podcast, I'm going to cover derivative measures. Um, using existing data to derive additional information is a derivative measure. Um, there are two. The two derivative measures are percentage and trials to criterion. A percentage is a ratio. How many times out of 100 did the response occur? Or an easier equation is frequency divided by opportunities times 100. Uh, the key here is opportunities. You have to know what the number of opportunities are before you can determine the percentage of occurrence. Uh, according to Cooper, Heron, and Heward, uh, 2008, page 81, when using percentage of occurrence, you should use the same dimensional quantity, such as count, so number divided by number, or time, uh, duration divided by duration, or latency um, divided by latency. Um, it's recommended that when you use a percentage of occurrence that you have no fewer than 30 responses. Any less than 30 opportunities would not represent behavior changes adequately because even the smallest change of behavior could make a big change in the percentages. Uh, for example, if you take a test with just four questions and you miss one, the resulting percentage is 75%. That's a 25% change with only one incorrect response. Um, so the more opportunities, um, so they recommend 30 or more, uh, the better. Uh, for percentage of occurrence, the best scenario I can think of is the old grade school test. You know, the one that when the whole class was done taking the test, you're asked to pass the test to the left so your classmate could grade it while you graded the person next to you. I always hated this, uh, but I reluctantly would grade my peers' tests, uh, take the number that they got right, that's the frequency, and divide it by the number of questions, which is how many opportunities they had, and multiply that by 100 to get the percentage. Uh, if there were 40 questions and they got 30 right out of 40, their score would be 75%. However, since opportunities can vary, uh, percent can mistakenly show improving performance when errors are increasing. Uh, so I gave you that scenario, there are 40 questions, uh, they got 30 right, they got 75%. Let's say the next day another test was given. The test had 66 questions and they scored 50 out of 66. They missed 16 questions this time. So you take 50, your frequency, and divide it by the number of opportunities, 66, and the score is 75%. So if you recall the previous test, the test had 40 questions, they missed 10, and also scored 50, or 75%. Um, so you can see how the difference, it's showing that they're uh, doing exactly the same, 75%, but in one uh, test they missed 16 questions, and the other one they only missed 10. Um, percentage of occurrence also imposes lower and upper limits on the data. Uh, scores can't be negative. You can't have a negative 10%, and they can't be higher than 100%. So you can't do 110%. Even though there's that old saying that I'm going to give you 110% today, you can only give 100%. Uh, percentage does not have a dimensional quality, and the reason why is it's dimensionless. Uh, it can be explained through math and the quantities canceling each other out. Uh, that's really complex and convoluted, and for now, just stick with the simple fact that percentage of occurrence has no dimensional quantity. Um, and as a side note, percentage can be used to assess proficiency or fluency, um, but what? guess what does? Uh, acceleration. 
Celeration can show fluency and more on acceleration on another podcast. Um, so again, as a side note, percentage can't be used to assess proficiency or fluency, but acceleration does. Um, the second derivative measure is trials to criterion. Um, how many responses did it take to reach a predetermined criterion? For instance, you want to teach your 16-year-old how to open the trunk of the car. Uh, the criterion is opening the trunk of the car. The trials can be a series of steps required to open up that trunk of the car. Um, and you could break that down to, let's say, four steps, whatever four steps that you have. Um, we can predetermine that mastery is when your child completes all four steps with one prompt or less. Um, each opportunity, so completing all four steps, that would be one opportunity to open the trunk would be one trial. Um, how many trials does it take for your child to complete all four steps with one prompt or less? That's your trials to criterion. Um, trials can also be a series of blocks, for instance, requiring your 16-year-old to open the trunk, completing all steps in four out of five trials. Uh, four out of five is that predetermined criterion. Uh, trials to criterion is a great way to compare treatments or instructional methods. By comparing the number of trials for each treatment or instructional method, you can determine which one is efficient by looking at the trials to criterion. As an example, you want to teach your child to label uh, picture cards or tacting. The first card is apple, and you use a specific teaching method. The child learns to tact apple in 10 trials. Yay! Uh, you teach another card, car, and use a different teaching method. This time, the child takes 30 trials to criterion. By comparing the two methods used with the number of trials to criterion, you're able to make a decision on the most efficient instructional method for that child. Um, now, I'm not recommending switching up instructional methods or not to switch up instructional methods. Um, this is just merely an example of how it can help compare treatments for efficiency. All right, um, it's that time again. Let's test our knowledge. Uh, what is a derivative measure? using existing data to derive additional information. What are two derivative measures? Percentage occurrence and trials to criterion. Um, again, that was percentage of occurrence and trials to criterion. What is the formula to calculate percentage of occurrence? Frequency divided by opportunity times 100. What is trials to criterion? How many responses did it take to reach a predetermined criterion? What is percentage? Ratio. How many times out of 100 did the response occur? Next podcast, I will cover IOA um, or inter-observer agreements. And until then, happy studying.